Welcome to Eyes in the Dark, the horror movie podcast where we believe the purest form of death is death by celluloid. I'm Chewy. Hey, I'm Evan. I'm James. Welcome. You made it back. You've survived another week, uh, and you've come back to, uh, I don't know, torture yourself some more or whatever. Join us on our horror movie adventures. Um, in case you're wondering what this show is about, uh, James, give us a little one-liner. What's the show about? What is it? Uh, we kind of explore whether or not horror movies <laughs> are, uh, you know, contribute to the scope of film or if they're just the redheaded stepchild and they're uh, cheap, uh, cheap bastards. <laughs> well, this table has enough cheap, cheap bastards for everyone, I think. So And, and chief bastards. Chief mm-hmm. bastards. Like you've been promoted. You're a more important bastard. A more important form of cheap bastard, you're a chief bastard. And also cheeky bat turds. Oh, cheeky bat turds. Did you say, say bad or bat? Bat, bat. As, as in the animal. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we've got a little... Guano! <laughs> we've got a little bit of business to uh, get through here in the beginning. Um, maybe you're like, hey, where do I find more of you? Or how do I yell at you and tell you that your opinion is wrong? Um, you can find us online at eyesinthedarkpodcast.com. You can also find us because we are part of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network on stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Um, you can reach out to us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at EITDpod, uh, or you can send us an email. Our email for the show is eyesinthedarkpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you'd like to single one of us. Out, so you can do that on Twitter um, individually. My Twitter, Chewy's Twitter, is at Chupacabra. C H E W P A C A B R A. You can find me at Jurassic Price. Uh, and me, Evan. That's me. That's me. Hey, I'm Evan. Hey, hey I'm, I'm Evan. Evan. <laughs> uh, my my Twitter is at Evan the Brawn. Get Ooh, at me. Get at him. Anyways, so now that we've got all that out of the way, let's talk some uh, let's talk some horror movies here. So, as you're probably well aware from uh, the last episode, um, what we chose to do for this episode was Evan. I'll let you have the honors, being that it was your uh, your main suggestion. So let's go with that. Um, yeah, we chose uh, this movie called House. Sorry, The House of the Devil. Um, just I, I had seen this movie a while back and I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I don't know what turned me on to this movie. I don't remember if it was somebody recommended it or if I just found it on Netflix or what. But um, I was super into it. And um, yeah, I've, I've liked it ever since. And that's why it was my recommendation. I just love the feel of it. And I thought that, I mean, obviously I'm not going to talk about it too yeah. much right now because we're going to get into it. But yeah. um, it's... Uh, it's it's a good one. It's a good one. All right, cool. So, let's get going. Let's get our hands bloody here, gentlemen. So, um, maybe let's talk. We always like to start by just talking about the movie. So, it's two thousand nine, right? Mm-hmm. By uh, Ty West was the director. Ty West. Yeah. Uh, what else has Ty West done? Um, he's <coughs> like recently. He I know he worked on like the VHS movies, okay. and then the what was that other one? The the ABCs of Death that was mm-hmm. similar to it. Um, Those are a little bit more like an anthology. Yeah. And then I know he did um, another movie that we had watched together. Yeah. But, um, oh, man. The, the the early days, the pilot, the, un, the <laughs> unaired pilot. One of these days, like when we decide we need a vacation, we should just uh, 
air the couple of episodes that Evan and I recorded when it was just the two of us, just so we can have a vacation or something. Yeah, this is, yeah. Did it involve Will Smith and his son? <laughs> I hope so. Just, just the two, two of us. Um, oh, man. Yeah, this movie. <coughs> so you only watched After Earth. <laughs> yeah, and it was terrible. <laughs> You spell it, is it T I or T Y? T I. T I, like the like the. No, 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 T A I, dogs. Really? I'm yeah. pretty sure so it's T I. Al- he he also did Cabin Fever 2. It's Don't. not T A I. You're completely wrong. <laughs> it's T I. Oh, I Googled it and it came up as. I'm leaving this in, guys. Just so you know. It's fine. <laughs> T I, like, you know, the rapper. Oh, well, he did Cabin Fever 2. That's what's most important. Did, yeah. he, did he not have anything to do with the first Cabin Fever? No. No? Oh. No. The the movie that we were talking about though is the Innkeepers. Yeah, the and Innkeepers. I remember when we first or when I first heard of this movie, I had seen like a uh, like a movie poster for it, and I thought it looked really cool. Yeah. And we watched the movie, and it was okay. We'll 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 save we'll yeah. save that for yeah. yeah. Um, but it's definitely the same kind of style as this movie, yeah. as far as the way it was filmed and stuff like that. So that was cool. But um, so this movie definitely had a bigger yeah. grasp on my. Oh, my your, horror movie like your psyche yeah um who was who was in this movie like you know a lot of times in horror movies we Ooh. have uh notable stars we have this we have that oh, yeah. like you know who who's in this movie what's her name um, let's, t- let's guys, talk about it here guys what i can bust a sweet six degrees to tie west right now really oh yeah do myself it. do it <laughs> okay let's hear it. Let's, let's hear it let's talk about what the hell is her name greta greta <laughs> gerwig, gerwig. Yeah, what was she in? What else has she been in? Eh, a few things. Okay. I know her from, she was a lead uh, in a movie called, I've forgotten. That's how good it was. What mm. was it about? Uh, no, 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 no. She was just in To Rome With Love, the, the Woody Allen movie. She in, she's in No Strings Attached, Greenberg. Uh, I saw her in Lola Versus. It was a small indie movie. Okay. Uh, but why this was... Uh, uh, six degrees to Greta, is this movie uh, debuted at the Newport Beach Film Festival the year that I happened to be working the Newport Beach Film Festival. Wait, this this movie? Uh, no, Lola versus. Oh, okay, this Lola movie, versus. Lola versus, okay. which Greta Gerwig was the star in. Okay, uh, debuted at Newport Beach Film Festival. Uh, the director came out with a Fox thir- Searchlight to do a little Q and A afterwards. Yeah. I was the one hosting the screening. Nice. So I got to take around the director and. I took him to the counter for our little after party gig. Red. And he told me about Greta because she's smoking hot in Lola Versus. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so I hung out with which him one, for which one's, three or four wait, hours. Which one was Greta? She's the friend in this movie. She's yeah, the friend. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah. the, the tribe. She's the, the blonde. Okay, the tribe. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yep. And uh, so that's my six degrees of me to the director of Lola <laughs> Versus <Okay>. to, <laughs> to Lola. <laughs> Let's see. So there's James, That's there's Greta, there's a hamburger, and then there's Ty West. And there's the director of Lola Versus, who was like a 20-year-old punk Brooklyn kid who wanted, who tried to buy weed off me. And I was like, you directed <laughs> a movie for Fox? Yeah, it also stars, yeah, Tom Noonan. Yeah. No, you know, you know this guy as the Ripper. From okay. Last Action Hero. Oh, <laughs> that's what he is. Yes. Yeah. Okay, one of actually one of our sister podcasts, um, um, God, I, I super, totally, like, super action, action bros. bros. I got so excited there go. for a minute. Hey, whatever. Dude. Sorry, Ryan. Sorry for him. <laughs> and Ian. I like how you just apologized to Ryan. <laughs> I feel like he'd be the only one offended. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, they they recently did, or I don't know when when you hear this, what it falls on the timeline, but uh, they did uh, the last action hero. Um, so six degrees from that podcast to this one. Uh, yes, oh using Tom Noonan. There you go. Okay, cool. <laughs> and he was he was Mr. Omen, right? The yeah, uh, he, the, he was the tall man from Phantasm. The tall man. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, dude, he was. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, we're gonna do Phantasm on this too. Right now, this is okay. Keep going. Keep going. Getting such a huge ranger right now. Hold on. The only one that I so I don't know a, like a I didn't know Tom Noonan from like a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, like you saying that like reminded me, but like I couldn't like picture it kind of thing. But the one that did stand out to me was D. Wallace. Okay. Who she was the mom in E. T. Oh, oh, okay. And she was in like the Changeling. And she's and she's like the, the, the the lady, the, the Mrs. Land. Ullman. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. She's the landlady, the landlady in the beginning. Okay, that okay. You barely see. Yeah, and the star who was a- adorable in this movie. She oh was the God, perfect sweet. like horror uh, yes. lead. My my future wife, Jocelyn Donahue. She is actually in the upcoming uh, movie with Christian Bale and Natalie Portman. It's directed by Terrence Malick. The title is escaping me. Midnight Sex Run. Yes, I think that's it. No, there's a bunch that she's coming out in. It's the it's the Terrence Malick, that creepy dude who did Tree of Life. Uh, it's that that movie, I believe it's. No, the it's Knight of Cups. I'm sorry, Knight of Cups. She's you'll see her in that. That is a uh, really star studded cast. What was she? She in was that? in Insidious too. Too. That's know. what that's what she was in recently. I don't remember who yeah. she was in that. Um, in it, was she only in the second one? Yeah, she must have been good. Yeah. Um, anyways, but yeah, that's my future wife right there. You see, I you got you guys are already spoken for. I'm the eligible bachelor of of this podcast, so ladies, get at me. Hell yeah! I, the, I think uh, Ty West did a great job of making her look adorable. Oh, oh my god. god! Yes, I gotta say, there's uh, the, some uh, accentuated features that the director was playing on. I was like, yeah. uh, touche, Ty, touche. Exactly. <laughs> there's a. Uh, I was. Um. When I was reading about this movie a little bit, um, one of the things that people were saying was, so, well, I guess we'll get into it a little bit more later. But oh, you know what we but, haven't mentioned? This is a remake, right? No. No? I no. thought it was, uh, I thought it was, there was an older version of it. I was, I'm no, thinking it was of something written by else. Ty West. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I written, fucked up. Directed and produced. I fucked up. Shut I'm up. sorry, Ty West. And shut up. And here's the twist I will of the whole movie. I'm going to reveal you. it now. Ty West is Jocelyn Donahue. <gasps> no. Um. Anyways, I fucked up. It's just that's how good of a job he did, I think. But anyways, I cut um, you off. No, it's okay. So, one of my favorite things about this movie yeah. was that how how much. So this movie was made in two thousand nine, but yes. it, it resembles oh, like seventies yes. and eighties horror movies just yes. by the look of it. Yes. Um. Just the grainy like. It was filmed. In, uh, I was reading about it. And it was actually filmed on sixteen millimeter. Right, okay. right. Yeah. I I had to look that up like halfway through. I'm like, hold on. I yeah. paused it and I was like, what's going on here? It's, yeah. And that's that's like one of the biggest things that draws me to this movie that I love. And so when I was reading about it, one of the things that was cool was they were talking about um, the main girl, yeah, Jocelyn, Jocelyn, or I Sam, in the, Sam movie. in the movie. Yeah. Um, how she, how much like Ty West paid attention to like old horror movies and how much she res- resembles um, like Margot Kidder. From okay. 
uh, what was it? Black Christmas, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah Black Christmas. And then, I, I got a Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween feel. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. He, they also said that he or she looks like like the yeah. way her hair is and stuff like that is very similar to <coughs> the main girl in Suspiria, which yeah. also has to do with a lot of the same Types things that this, yeah. this movie's about. Yeah. Oh so. man, dude. Well, well, let's do that. Let's dive right into it. We've talked a little bit about the cast. We've talked a little bit about the director and all that stuff. I, I always like to start uh, on the opening. It's the opening of the movie, and that actually ties directly into what you're talking about, Evan. Um, in the opening, I didn't take too many notes. There wasn't too much going on. Sam's looking for a place, and then yeah. the landlady's like, "Here, have this place." Um, well, but you got to start with the title card. Yes, yes. Right yeah. off the bat, yes. it tells you kind of what's going on. It's exactly. Like, hey. Uh, the government cover in like what is it? Satan? No, no, it's there's like a. Are you talking about like little um, before, before the blurb about it. how the government yeah. covers up satanic cults? Yeah, it was saying like in the eighties, there's like a huge movement of uh, what is it the, like the satanic scare or whatever, and it's like yeah, how huge it was. Like everybody was scared of like Satanists because of the Son of Sam and all that stuff. And uh, and when they were asked like why there wasn't more evidence or whatever, it's like everyone said, well, the government covers it up and stuff like that. Well, Son of Sam was, he said that he was part of a satanic cult. Yeah. And that there was more of him out there and things like that. And that's like, he was doing like the devil's work and all that stuff. Side note, whenever I hear that police song, Son of, or, or Send Me Now and SOS, I think he's talking about Son of Sam. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, they go that and then they follow it up with just... Um, in, in quotes here, I'm going to put it uh, based on true unexplained events. So right off the back, I'm like, look, at this, what the fuck? Like this fucked up shit that we're going to talk about, like apparently actually happened. I don't I don't think it did. <clears throat> I think I think a lot of movies. So this is like a marketing a, gimmick. Yeah, yeah. A lot of movies do this. Um, whether or not it was, I think, based off of true events, like it, maybe there was a story similar to this, but I don't think that. You can really say that, like, oh, this actually happened. Well, yeah, not this. Yeah, one it, it, in it's particular. most likely based off the fact that people got abducted by satanic cults, and yeah. that's the basis. Yeah, and it's like something so about, obscure. Right? But uh, like, but still, that's fucked up. Because I, I researched it a little bit, and <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see if it really was like a true like story. If there was, was a story, like, yeah, or yeah. something like this kind yeah. of thing, and nothing pointed to it. And a lot okay. of people were, a lot of the, the commenters were saying like. Um, that it's just, yeah, like you're saying, marketing, and it's just a way to, I mean, just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, that was loosely based off of a serial killer, but it was it had, like, nothing to do with the same story at yeah, all. Yeah, absolutely, and Toby Hooper, the director of that movie, is like, nah, I just kind of made that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought of the whole movie when I was in the, 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 what does he say? He's in, like, Ace Hardware, and I was buying a chainsaw. <laughs> Um, so I think it's just a way to get people excited. And it works. Yeah. It gets people like, oh, this is actually It happening. got me dialed in. I was like, holy shit. What the yeah. fuck? And you can never know, you never know with like <laughs> satanic stuff. I mean, yeah. anything could be I mean, I true with it. Because it's, it's not as far. Satan? I just mean it's not as far-fetched as like, I mean, a, like oh, I'm a yeah. crazy dude with a chainsaw wearing faces on my face. I mean, it's like one of us could be satanic realistic. sitting here right well, now. But it's it's in it's, this it's, circle. It's real, realistic, but I I think that more like I think people worshiping the devil yeah. and doing stuff like that is a little bit more like it's not as far fetched as like you know what I mean. But so I, think, I think I think you mean like more. Com- it's more common, right? More common. Yeah. 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 Um, well, speaking of of just kind of that to kind of get out of the opening and stuff like that, the, the, oh, dude, I was like you, I was just fucking dialed in with that style 
you know, where just oh, the shots were done very like old school and just that, that, that like fast zoom that they would just do like out of nowhere and like the title card. And, the like, the actual zoom oh, too, right? They're not even they're yeah. not even uh, yeah. dollying, which dollying no, would be no, like. No, no, that's just a zoom on moving. the camera. No, this yeah. is just a zoom. Yeah. And it's yeah. and it, the opening is so rad, like how. It's it just screams like seventies horror movies, like oh, the yellow title card, it was awesome. and it was like just like plain font, and then as it was like showing the the actors and stuff like that up yeah. on the screen, like it was like freeze framing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like that just makes it even more creepier. Oh, you know, what? nothing's going on. Rad. Like she's just putting gloves on. You <laughs> yeah. know what I actually got from that, and this is was just my immediate feeling was that that was actually like straight out of like early seventies exploitation movies. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, do yeah, that yeah, like yeah. like like jump action like shaft shaft does that same type of title card thing yeah, and like yeah. anything's like pow bam zoom in yeah freeze exactly. frame. so exploitation like i feel like roger corman was directing <laughs> well i mean like you get that with like uh simon pegg in in the movies that he's or simon pegg and like edgar wright and like you know that combo right there and like hot fuzz Shaun of the dead and stuff like that where you have you know he's just buttering toast or spreading jam on toast it's just like whoosh, it's just zooming in on it yeah. for like no reason. It's just fucking rad. But anyway, so what do you guys think about the movie? Where do you want to start talking about it and stuff like that? Well, those, the, I mean, straight off the bat, I think uh, Ty West does an amazing job of setting of of establishing the setting. Yeah, yeah. Because not only does that opening scene happen with the uh, moving in, but then after that, she's walking around town while you still get the freeze frame title cards. She's walking around town. So you get the layout of the town a little bit, the college mm-hmm. town, right? Because she's she walks over the dorms and then you know back to her, her place and all that yeah. junk. And then also he establishes the time era with she pulls out that sweet Walkman. Oh yeah, right? uh, yeah. With the with the fuzzy orange, bright orange. Oh, yeah, the the headphones. Yep, yep. And uh, so immediately right off the bat, you know, okay, clearly this movie's like eighties, seventies, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought it was seventies, but. I was yeah. called out. It's definitely 80s. Yeah, once the Walkman came out, that's what I was like, yeah. okay, it's got to be 80s. Right, but he establishes not only like setting where it's at, like this college town, but also like a time era. And I was like, yeah. that is good storytelling did right you, there. Did you guys notice how when she's wandering around in the city and like mm. at the school and stuff like that, like there is nobody around? No, yeah, not a person. that was kind of weird. I don't get it. I mean, I got the, even when the classes in session at schools, like there's still people walking around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got another like Halloween feel where when Jamie Lee Curtis is walking down like, yep. the streets and it's just leaves blowing and there's nothing, yep. not even cars driving by. Like, uh, yeah. Did you notice too, right off the bat, when she goes to rent that house, that there's a giant church next door? Yeah. And I was no, like, I know, catch that. knowing like the name of the well, the and that's movie, what I was ha- like, hello. And that's when yeah. it when she walks, she's when she's leaving the place. And she's trying to cross the street, and that's when it freeze frames, freeze frames, and it says the house of the devil, and the church is in the in background. The background. Oh, that's yeah, red, dude. Well, he's on sin, guys. He's on sin purposely that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. I I really like the way they set it all up. Um, for me, what was kind of like weird, it, it just weirded me out was the actual flyer that she you that she gets where there's like it's just just says babysitter needed babysitter with a dollar sign with a dollar sign As for sitter and it was just like I, I don't know dude it was just so off putting you guys noticed the the lost cat picture right next to it and it was like that like famous picture online where it's like the glamour shot of the guy and his cat <sighs> oh yeah 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 <laughs> killed oh, it it looked like uh what's that meme bad luck brian <laughs> Um, did you guys notice um later when they actually 
like I guess where she talks to the dude, um, uh, Mr. Omen. That's the second yeah. time we have an omen in a, oh, uh, I wrote that in a horror movie. I wrote that down too. It's from The yeah. Shining, right? From The, the Shining, yeah. yeah. Omen? Omen. Oh, uh-huh. really? Yep. The Who omens. was that? O- omen was the, the man in black, the tall man. The tall man. In this movie. No, no, no. I mean in The Shining. Who oh, was it the was the a hotel manager. Uh, manager. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I don't know about you guys. I immediately wanted to punch her roommate in the face. Like, uh, just piss me off. I don't know was, why. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was her roommate Ferris Bueller's sister in college? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that character. That's just where she yeah. went. She she got sick of Ferris. She moved to Connecticut, oh, man. and she went to college. Is that where this girl. took place in Connecticut? Yeah, yeah. When did I they did say not that? Know that? Yeah, when did they say that? Uh, I think I read it. Um, okay, actually. Um. So. I also love the, all the little puns they kind of sprinkle throughout the movie and stuff like that, where there's like, I'll make this as painless as possible, or like, oh man, you you don't know it could be hell or that something kid, like that. That kid could be from hell. Yeah, yeah, that kid could be from hell. Like, Come on. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, and what about um, her friend? It was Megan, right? Uh-huh. So what did you guys think about Megan? I mean, I didn't. You mean Greta Gerwig? I have a story about yeah. six degrees of. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't mind her. I actually thought I actually liked her. I think she. I mean, she was the only freaking one that made any sense in this one. In yeah, the movie, you know, like was like this is stupid. Like you're gonna get hurt. It sounds shitty. Yeah. she was like uh, like the voice the of voice reason. of reason. You know, um, she was the smartest fucking horror movie character. Exactly. Yeah, ever. Exactly. Um, everyone else is just like, no, or like, I don't know, but 400 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> that 400 bucks uh, though. Excuse me. <laughs> Do you realize what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, well, I mean, that's kind of cool. It's like the stereotype, you know, where you have this like blonde college chick and she's, she's a little ditzy overall. She's a little like, yeah, eh, she, she but, says her pizza sucks and then she continues to eat it. Exactly. Like, she's like, this pizza's nasty today, which, <laughs> nom, 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 which nom, I wrote nom. down when it happened. This pizza's <laughs> nasty today. Cause I knew that was going to come in handy later. Did you, um, did you, there was a whole pizza theme. Like pizza was the only food in the eighties. Yeah. 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 I didn't live through the, or I wasn't of age in the eighties, I guess. Was, yeah. is that a thing? Like pizza was the only food. <laughs> Like, no, like just, pizza was not delivered before 1984? Maybe not. I guess that's when it started. That's it when was Caesar a hot started. topic in this movie. Oh, man, totally. But, um, yeah, I, you know, you think, okay, she's like a little ditzy or whatever. But then, like, what you're talking about, man? She's the only one making any goddamn sense. I don't know yeah, why she no, didn't She didn't stay. She was going to stay. Oh, Remember? because she was uh, Olman, right? no, Olman said she couldn't. No, 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 no. He said he pulled Sam in the other room and said, I'm sorry, but I don't have enough money to pay both of you. And she's like, oh, it's okay. And then Sam said. And and he said mother would be uncomfortable. Mother would be oh, he uncomfortable. Did? Mm-hmm. Oh. <coughs> um, then I remember her saying like, oh, no, it's okay. She's just dropping me off. And right. then I was like, oh, did Sam just decide that she's not going to stay? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, she probably was just like, like, fuck this shit. This shit's like. This no, this is way too creepy. Nah, nah, he, fuck this shit. He said, he said, uh, was it mo- mother would be uncomfortable or his wife would be uncomfortable? One, one of too. one of the women in this one of them evil, evil, wicked, wicked women. Um, but what was it? What was I gonna say? Is I, I wrote that down too. Everyone is just kind of like oh, stupid. Can in this we talk way. about an early scene where she she goes to her dorm? Yeah, Ferris Bueller's sister is having sex at seven a.m. Or whatever, yeah, she's wh- like, whatever come on, it's morning. Yeah, and then. 
when uh, she finally goes in. No, actually, no. She, then she leaves and she goes in the the bathroom. Yeah. Turns on three sinks cry. and cries. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't she shut the stall door? I don't know. Why, why three sinks? Why not one? She that's wants more to, noise. Because she she wants she wants so she, the sounds. But that's where I don't get because she didn't it didn't show her locking the door. So anybody could still walk in. But because she's then just the sitting camera, in a stall. But the she's camera just, couldn't see her. But she's why. sitting in a stall with a door open, and then she's like, "Well, what was the point of all that?" So camera. let's talk about the point of the scene. Was it just to establish that she is mentally not quite stable? No, I think I I got the vibe that she's like maybe homesick, <coughs> or she's like, and she doesn't Desperate? like she doesn't like her roommate. Yeah. She's like like just lonely. Well, that, Clearly, she is like yeah in a bad spot. Well, yeah, I mean, you see, she's trying to find that place in the beginning, and it's like it's a pretty big fucking house. How's she gonna afford it and stuff like that? Well, you know, and, and she's just trying to fucking get out. That's, that's when you see her go back to the dorm room. That's a whole other thing because I was really confused about whether she was renting a room. Or that entire house for three hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the lady says a room, but yeah. then when later when she's explaining when Sam's explaining it to Megan, she's like, yeah. "Yeah, there's this whole entryway and this dining room." And I was like, "Wait, what? I thought she was renting a room." I got the vibe too that the whole like that she moved there for college kind of thing. Like she's not from around yeah. there. Yeah, and yeah, uh, she, she says home is upstate. Right, and yeah. later on she says she's from around there, but just yeah. not like that city. But um. Yeah, but then she says she's a sophomore, so I'm like, well, why are you just now renting a place? Well, because because she already had her roommate, and she's probably either arguably that's a new roommate that she's sick of, or she's already put up with her shit for like a year. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, so she's depressed about her situation, right? Which we established with the bathroom yeah. scene, and she's trying to move out. I guess it's a pretty clever way of setting up the fact that she is not making the best decisions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, she is highly desperate for four hundred dollars. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So let's let's talk about real quick before we kind of start talking about some of the actual movie and stuff. I just a little bit of the setup. We talked about um, the casting a little bit and the way they set it up. I think they did a really good job in this movie. Of I don't know how to describe it, but there's some people you look at them and you're like. That person looks like an 80s person or that person looks like a 70s person. Like people look like they belong in certain eras. Like you can tell what <laughs> what era they embrace. Exactly. Well, not even that, but just like, you know, the way I don't know how to describe it. Like some people's face, like you're like, oh, that person looks like they could be from the 40s. You know, and you could look at some people and say that person would have never existed back then. I know it's kind of weird to say that, but when you look at like pictures and portraits of people over time, you see how like people have a certain look to them and i feel like in other movies where they've tried to set it in the past like in the 70s 80s 60s or whatever it, it looks like someone playing a role of that time era you know of that era but with this movie what they did is they picked people that kind of looked like they were from that era are, are, so you're saying that hair and makeup did a fantastic job exactly they just did a really great job at making them look like they were from that era i mean obviously their style but some some people just pull off the, a certain era better than others i guess that's what i'm saying they did a really good job at picking the people that embrace that with um with uh, was it jocelyn uh with jocelyn and mm-hmm. uh Greta or Gretchen? Jocelyn. Greta. Jo- Greta. Jocelyn looks better in this movie than every photo of her in real life. Yeah. Um, you know, and then even um, even the other characters. So there's only one character that kind of stood out for me that I felt looked a little out of place, and that was the bearded guy, uh, the young bearded See, guy. I didn't think so. 
You didn't think so? I, no, I think he I think he was very 80s looking. Mm, Felt okay. like he was straight out of Amityville Horror, only he ate yeah. a lot of the pizza because it was the <laughs> 80s. That that was the first time like I saw this movie and I saw him, I was like, what am I doing in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely got a I got nice a, like a Zach Galifianakis vibe. I'm like, oh, why is he there? Because he was like, he was like kind of like, like funny and quirky, but then like. I don't know. Even yeah. like later on in the movie, you're just like, "What are you doing? What are you like, doing? Just... Look at you, silly goose!" But I love how I love how uh, that that first scene with him and, <gasps> and Megan. Yeah, and he's just like, "Oh, you're not the babysitter." And as soon as she says no, just boom, just shoots her right in the Fuck freaking it. face. Look at, look at my notes here, guys. I wrote headshot and i drew a little person with their head exploding and it wasn't just like oh i shot you in the head it's like her whole front of her face blew out off yeah oh it looked like something out of the thing like and then was just a crazy and then like a badass he just sits in her car and smokes the cigarette that he just lit for her out of her dead face yeah like that oh dude that was fucking nuts i was sitting there i'm watching this you know and you know you've gone through the whole that's like the first gnarly scene yeah you've gone through the whole like should she babysit? Should she not? 400 bucks. And there's the whole like it's in the middle of nowhere, a little cabin in the woods type of feeling, which we, <coughs> we've we talked about before, you know, the whole, you know, isolated, you know, the thing. And that's where Sam ends up in an isolated type of area. And, uh, you know, you're kind of like, okay, cool. Well, you know, Megan's going to go away. And then just like, boom, head explosion right there with that gnarly ass headshot dude and there's like such a great buildup of tension between and oh, it, yeah. it starts i think kind of with the the crying scene um but that puts you on edge that emotions are high right and then yeah then you get to the babysitter phone calls which i mean is a red alert to the audience like hello <laughs> oh, yeah. hello hi someone didn't work out yeah yeah just so creepy and then come pick you up that's where i usually pick up all the college kids can we they did not address the fact that i guess star 69 works on payphones. how did he call the payphone? i think that well i think that was the whole thing was you know she's like how did you get this number he just like well, how did he Changes get her? He's he Satan. He's no, how like did he a get, Satan guy. How That's did he why. get her? Black does, magic. He obtains a payphone telephone number through, through black the magic. Through the power <laughs> of Satan, anything is possible, hey, James. Not even Shaft James, can do that. And what is, wait, wait, can I talk magic. to you about my Lord and Savior? <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> what, uh, how did he get her, her number for her dorm room? Because he calls her in her dorm room, too, remember? Uh, she no, she, she leaves she it in the it. voicemail. Oh, she does. Okay, yeah. I missed that. She left it, and then uh, because she left it, and my thought in my head literally was, but she doesn't have a cell phone. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, she has a dorm room, which yeah, she could be. This, this movie really uh, also did kind of do a good job at pointing out, like, fuck, look at how far we've come. Like, where <laughs> she's sitting in the house and she's like digging through her bag for tapes to play on her Walkman. I was like. Oh yeah, I did that I in like the fifth let's, grade. I let's talk that. about let's talk about the reliance on, yeah. Pick me up at twelve thirty. Okay, that's that's the end of that. Like, yeah. you, you better hope she shows up because you're not gonna be able to contact her. Exactly. Yeah, and like, and then you have like the rotary phones, and you, yeah. you just leave a message and wait for them to get the message. Again, oh, I was so, great storytelling and making you feel like you're in the eighties. Well, I was so angry when she called nine one one and then hung up, and then they called her back, and she was just like, "No, it's okay." It's yeah, okay. but stuff just happened. Send yeah. around a patrol. Don't yeah. you know? Don't bring the ambulance, well, but, but, but send see, around a Jolly Roger, <coughs> please. 
where it is great storytelling to make you feel like you're in the 80s, I think it's also great storytelling because it does provide a sense of isolation. Right now, in our world, like, everything's so fucking interconnected to where sometimes, you know, like, you can't help but be connected to people even if you don't want to be. You know, if someone sends out a group text message, then, like, someone else replies to it, you're just like, fuck, I'm just trying to sleep. I think you bring up a great point that that, like... By sending it in the 80s, it is yeah. a very brilliant move of not having to explain away, well, why didn't she pick up the cell phone? Well, exactly. why didn't she do this? Well, why didn't she get on the internet? Yeah. It is a very smart move to like, well, you know, the easiest way to get rid of that shit, I said it 20 years ago before it existed. <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. That's a good choice in screenwriting right there. Yeah. Now, throughout this movie, there's tons of, uh, I, I, I learned a new word this week, guys. Uh, it's called the one um, you're probably familiar with it or not. You look a little surprised. The one, the one, the one, one fucking continuous shot, like you know Spielberg and his wonders and shit like that. I, I, like that a long, long take, long, long take, take okay. yeah. Um, the wonders or the long takes in this fucking movie were like awesome, dude. They just really did a great job to build that suspense. I think, especially once she's exploring around the house, you know, around the mm. Oldman residence. Which is a huge house, by the way. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. I, for a second, I like I looked away and I looked back, and she was running upstairs, and I thought she ran into the room where like the mom was supposed to be, and I was like, "That is fucking bold." <laughs> <laughs> just run right in there. <coughs> Listen, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> just runs up there. How about that scene where she? How she's... about a warm glass of shit? The fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> How about that scene where she run where she's going up the stairs with the knife, and then that's just like. Back like the That's shadow one up of my on favorite the wall. Scenes. Oh man, she's like creeping up the stairs with the knife, but the shadow is cast on the on the wall behind her, and it's just the shadow of a person with a knife. It just looks rad. Oh, this is this is on her way up to like the weird yeah. room in the attic when well, she, she first hears. hears the she noise. believes there's a bedroom. Yeah. Oh man, dude, it's um. There's also so many good fucking things in this. I want to hear what you have to say. You're you're like the film. Guy, you mentioned you have notes and stuff like that because I can pick all these little things apart. Like, for example, go ahead. I love how, how the Ullman, the the guy who owns the house, how he just develops his whole like, well, you don't know it, but the bearded guy who shoots Megan later is actually their son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I only uh, got that once I looked at the credits. The credits, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they don't ever say it. They just say their their kid, their their child is grown up. That's all they say. But, uh, he, I only got that once he actually. Good point, Evan. I guess you would make the, the freaking logical connection. Oh, he's grown <laughs> up and he's a man and he lives with them. I guess he should be his son. Yeah. He, <laughs> no, but they don't ever show that he lives with them. Whenever he went to go deliver, he does uh, regular cult things with them. You're right. Like you're right. We probably should have put two and two together. But oh, I didn't think son. that. I I didn't. I'm uh, with you. I didn't know that until I read the credits either, and then or <laughs> I, on IMDb or whatever. But um. Yeah. He like I love how they set up like oh like he's like if you get hungry here's some extra money if you get hungry there's a number for the pizza place on the on the fridge yeah, yeah. And, and then the pizza place that she calls is just the son the bearded guy it's just answering it's and then so, somehow yeah. his cell phone and he's so creepy on yeah. it too he's like he's like no thank you I'll see you in thirty <laughs> no oh he then, starts now, he starts off with that, uh, uh pizza pizza what do you eat yeah and then he goes. Would you like extra anchovies before yeah. she says anything? Yeah. <laughs> now, here's what I was going to say. Like kids in the 80s love anchovies. Here's, here's what I was going to say. Well, that was the joke. The joke is no one wants extra anchovies. So he's just being funny. What I was going to say, my note that I wrote down is, 
why can't ordering pizza today be as much fun as it was back then? Where you have a conversation with, yeah. the, with the dude who's like, yeah. uh, you want extra anchovies? <laughs> it's like a conversation. Yeah. Now it's just like, they have a coffee pizza. What do you want? Okay. Okay. 20 minutes. Bye. <laughs> that anchovies thing got me so perplexed that I Googled it. <laughs> Apparently, this is, this is, I don't, I'm not, I'm not. Cause I'm like, why? Why would he say that? I'm not yeah. gonna lie. My dad did used to tell me that he used to just eat straight anchovies from the can, and he loved them. They're really salty. It's like uh, cheese only with, <laughs> with weird fish, fish, I guess, fish weird. cheese. But I googled it, and, I, and I'm, then I googled, read the IMDb trivia, and it was mentioned that I guess in some in some 80s show, which I can't remember the name of because I'd never heard of it, when people ordered pizza and asked for extra anchovies, it means they wanted weed. Oh really? Oh. So he was saying, "Do you want a special delivery? I Do you didn't want know weed?" That. And it was a reference to some '80s TV show. That makes sense. I don't remember. You just fucking like blowed my mind. I, there had to so be. That means back then you could just fucking pick up the phone and order some sticky sweet weed, dude. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Get some anchovies, bro. Oh my god! Well, according to oh, whatever TV smells. show that was, it was like some sitcom or something like that. I, I'd never heard of it, okay. but I was like, there has to be a reason he says that. I thought he was just trying to be funny because like no one likes anchovies, so he's like, "What do you want, extra anchovies?" You know? I, my first thought was like, "That were anchovies a topping in the 80s? <laughs> and So I was like, "Oh, what's going on?" All right, so there, there was there was definitely, by the way, a contest <laughs> to see. What word they could slip in the script more? Yeah. Pizza or eclipse? Because eclipse. that's oh yeah, the eclipse. Sixty percent of the words said in this. Movie. And and, yeah. and Megan even said that she's like, if one more person says anything about the eclipse, because that's all anyone can fucking yeah. talk about. And then she's oh, next man. conversation. Yeah, she's already she annoyed in the first time that we hear about the eclipse, right? Yeah. Um, what I what I loved though was how when uh, Mister Omen, he's like, you don't understand how important this is. He never tells Sam why they need a babysitter he just keeps saying how important it is that they need a babysitter and how big it is he's just like you have no idea what this means or like how important this is like this is just a, you know and like if i were sam i'd be like cool what are you doing yeah there, there <laughs> where are, are you going so many like are you gonna file. go play for the all-star east team for the nba you're <laughs> tall enough to shoot some hoops and dunk on bitches yeah okay when they when they first introduced mr ullman yeah she is waist high on that idea. yeah i was like that is the man from phantasm dude fucking like so fucking tall seriously um but okay then shit gets real so she throws on her headphones. There, well, well, first, there are so many clues for her to get the hell out yes, of there. Yes, absolutely. Let's, let's Why hear did, about someone. Well, he has $400 in his wallet that he yes. keeps throwing onto the table, right? Exactly. He, say, he, say, he says, everyone backs out. Yeah, like you said, he won't give a reason for someone to watch with yeah. mom. And everyone backs out when they hear it's medical. And yet the director has already set up such a good, like, all right, she's really desperate for money. Yeah, no, we saw the place. She's getting it. Yeah, she's just really desperate. She's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her friends tell her not to. I thought it was like so uh, well done. Like they set up so many things earlier in the yeah. movie that make you not go, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. is she doing that? You're like, ah, oh, man, she really needs that money. She's not thinking clearly. Look, I understand she really needs money, but at the same time, I, I got to thinking, I'm like, okay, seriously, if... If he's got eight hundred, if he's got four hundred bucks, and he's like, I really need a babysitter for my parents, you know. And every time I tell anyone that it's like an old person, they get all like, uh, <laughs> "Sorry, we had some real life monsters walking by the window here." Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, when um, when he says that like people are they shy away from it when they hear it's like a grown up, it's an adult. Um, you know, I'm like, okay, well, if you have four hundred bucks, you could probably get a nurse for like the night, like one of those four hundred bucks nurses. in the eighties, which yeah. is like what a thousand dollars essentially. Yeah, it's well, over one month's rent, so that's got to be a grand. My my major red flag if I was this girl it wouldn't be like oh you want me to watch your elderly mother in law it's yeah. more more of the fact that like wait what do you guys have to run off and do so badly during yeah, the night at, of an at, eclipse at least yeah <laughs> at, at nine p.m. is kind of what I figured eight p.m. because he said four hours we'll be back at twelve thirty so yeah. eight thirty they gotta yeah. run it's not dinner like what what club are you in that you have to go watch an eclipse right right and you're dressed like a mortician yeah. and there's a cemetery right outside your house. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know, dude. The Some only thing I didn't shit. get was when she was um, up, upstairs and she was like going through that, like, well, and she like puts two in together and she's like, yeah. she said her coats were in the basement, but she's yeah. like upstairs and she sees her coats and she's going through that bag and she sees those pictures and stuff. Yeah. And of, like, I, I thought people. that was, by the way, I thought that was the, the worst line in the movie because it's like, yeah, I know five minutes ago she said that. I didn't forget that she said the coats were in the basement. Yeah, I yeah. hated that she said out loud because she had not been doing it at all the entire movie. She said out loud all of a sudden, oh, she said the coats were in the basement. I know. Don't say that. <laughs> well, that whole part and, and going back to that, that confused me, too, because so Mr. Ullman goes upstairs to get the wife yeah. and she hears him talking to somebody. Then all of a sudden she sees somebody come up like from, from the downstairs, base, from the from yeah. downstairs, from yeah. like the other room downstairs. And she's like, oh, I was just really confused. Like, he went upstairs to get you, but then I wasn't expecting you to come from over here. But then later on, they show that those two areas are connected with, like, a hallway. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can go up and then straight uh, and like, then up again. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, it does kind of make sense that he was talking to her upstairs, and then she came back down that other way. Yeah. And, but then she, like, lied about being in the basement. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, the but, other thing, too, is, like, I mean, look at it from their point of view. If you're trying to trick someone... Like, you're just telling a lie. He could just be lying, saying, I went upstairs to get my wife. And then, like, but who he, was he's he talking, talking to? to the fucking mother or Satan or the victims. <laughs> he's ta- he's that ta- we there, is no, there is no mother. Mom, right? yeah. There is no mother. The mother. Like, that the fucking elephant, witch. The, the yeah. elephant man. The elephant yeah. man. Yeah. Or the fucking victims. Like, because she's up there. She's, like, rooting around. She's, like, having her one-woman dance party to the 80s. And then she knocks over the Ming vase and is like, oh, no. What am I going to do now? Yeah, and yeah. um, Don't go upstairs, you big idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You were saying the, the photograph. I want to oh, get back to that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, so, so the photograph. She sees the photograph and it's like this family. Did it take you uh, rewind to understand why she was? I, I didn't realize. That. I was like, oh, a photograph. Cool. That's with like them the when they first, were younger. The, that's what I thought the first time yeah. I saw. But then when I was watching it this, this second time, I like looked at the photo and it doesn't look anything like them. Yeah. Well, it, it is an older man and a lady with black hair. So I immediately just took it as that's that family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but then like. But you could totally tell it's not them. Yeah, and yeah. I rewound like, it, and then I was like, oh, it's not, but it's the same car. Yeah. yeah. So they just killed, like, whatever family that was and then and took the took car. The, took but the, then she goes see. outside. And then she goes outside, and she sees, like, the, the van. The van yeah. and you're like, that's when she's like, I need to call the cops. Why, though? Like, what? What? what I want to know what went through her mind. It was like, okay. oh, like, what made her, what triggered her to saying, oh, they killed this family, and that's their car, and that's actually, that's that's their van, that's what they drive. How does see, she know that? I don't think that, I think you're overthinking her mind in this. I think her mind in the movie isn't 
like, oh, I'm figuring shit out. I'm a detective or whatever. Because she's not. That's why she decided to stay for the $400. Desperation is a Desperation. stinking cologne. There, there you go. Uh, I think Chanel makes it, right? Yeah. Something like that. Um, I think what happens is she sees a van that she doesn't recognize. She says, okay, well, their car is this red Volvo, and that's something else. And that's what freaks her out. I think she's freaked out that there's a strange van there. See, and I that- didn't get that at all. I, I got that, that she saw that picture, didn't recognize those people, but recognized the car, and then recognized the car. Went to look for the car. She, well, no, she remember she remembered... She, they had the little flashback. She yeah. remembered that they were getting into that car when they left. Yeah. And so she went, that's weird. Like, why no, no, are they she, getting... She flashed back to her and Megan driving up and Megan saying, Volvo, see, Rich. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then also, then when they left, getting into the Volvo, the red Volvo. I don't think she watched that happen. I think that was no, just for our... No, she did. Because she looked out the window. Remember, yeah. she peeked out the drapes. Oh. In either case. So, I like, mean... I think that she put it together in her mind, like... Why do they have this car that's in this picture with these other people? And then I think she started freaking out because of that. Yeah. I don't think the van. I mean, the van th- was just more like. I think the van was. Oh, there could be someone else here. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm saying. Well, and there was that was the people. But, guy. And the, yeah. the van wasn't there when they left, and when yeah, she pulled right. up and shit like that. So I think that's what she was doing, and she was freaking herself out. And I think what no, she that is red alert. Well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, but again, you're in the 80s, and you ordered pizza a half hour ago, and you're gonna wait for that pizza. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just saying, like that person has to drive a car. I think what happened is she reasoned to herself, whether it was right or wrong. You know, we know it was fucking wrong, but she reasoned to herself, oh, that's gotta be the pizza, because she calls the cops after that. She calls the cops after she sees the van. Is that after or before? After, so it's she, not not when she hears the sounds, but it's actually the car. She hears the sounds, and she's like goes up and she goes and checks and shit like that, and then that's where she finds like the the fucking picture and all that shit, and then she goes oh, down. Got it, yeah. You know, and then, and she, then, then she, she did she call the cops before the pizza, the pizza guy, guy got, got there? there? I thought it yes. was after. No, she called the cops before the pizza guy got there. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was after because I thought that was, she was upstairs. No, you're right. You're right. I'm yeah, wrong. and then because I think what happened is she was like, "Oh, that's got to be the pizza guy." And she's trying to calm herself down after when the having called guy, the cops. When the pizza guy came, she was in that little going up to the attic area. Yeah, Remember? yeah. and she like had to run down. She yeah. ran down to get because the, the doorbell sounded like the phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then you know she just throws the money at him and shit like that. But um, yeah, dude, there's so many red flags, you know, in this. Yeah, it's like it's it's a. Great way you see so many of the the very um, stereotypical horror genre things, right? She's running upstairs away from her chasers, right? Uh, when they're chasing her around the house, she runs yeah. upstairs instead of out the front door. Exactly. Uh, she uh, like like you said, she sees suspicion. She calls the cops, but doesn't have them come by. Like there's so many classic. The only thing missing was like she probably should have taken a shower at some point when she was sketched out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, the the thing though, it's, it's what's great is the storytelling has set it up for you to believe that she would do that. Yeah. The the thing though that I uh, even even the bad tasting pizza they set up earlier in the scene when there's bad exactly. tasting pizza at the See, pizza that, bar. Though. I didn't get that either. Like, I didn't get the vibe that it was bad tasting. I I get the vibe that there was something weird with it. Like, well, when, yeah. like she was like rubbing her teeth and she's like Ugh, like like there was something in it. Well, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was it was yeah like poison or something. Is that, that made, what made her like all loopy? Yeah, right, yeah, later? yeah exactly. Okay. It's either that or it was but, in the water. But the fact that earlier in the movie they said the pizza is weird. 
That's what leads to believe no. was in the food, and also the it fact that their the fucking pizza. son delivered it. Yeah, yeah that's, it was definitely the pizza. Did it look when she opened? It, did think, it look half eaten to you? Like there's a piece in there that looked like it was. Oh, because she turned it sideways. Yeah. Oh, she, that's yeah. right. I remember she okay. grabs it like this, and I'm yeah. like, "Whoa, no, you ruined the <laughs> pizza! <laughs> you yeah, ruined the pizza! Come on!" That thing was piping hot. That thing would have been a mess. Yeah, yeah, would have. There would have been cheese everywhere. Unless there's pizza was different in the '80s. I don't know. It was brand new. It's disgraceful. But no, it was so brilliant. If there's one thing we don't stand for on this podcast, is disgracing pizza. Right. Damn it. But if you th- it's so brilliant to have that pizza scene earlier where the blonde said that the pizza is no good today because then later when she tastes the pizza that is clearly drugged yeah, and she thinks it's foul tasting, she thinks nothing of it. Normally, you'd be like, uh, that's an entire pizza that tastes bad. You should probably question that. But we're like, yeah. oh, pizza just sometimes didn't taste good in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does kind of. So they explain it away to us. I was like, that's pizza. brilliant. She you only takes, she only takes yeah. a few bites of it, though, and then she throws it away, remember? Yeah. Right, right. But normally at that point, like, if you hadn't have seen that earlier, you would have been like, uh, duh, you're being drugged, or duh, like, something's yeah. wrong with that pizza. Instead, she kind of explains it away as like, oh, my girlfriend did that earlier at a pizza joint. Was yeah, like, like yeah. Well, sometimes pizza's just a... No just big deal. Sometimes bad. pizza just sucks. Um, we kind of glossed over when she's upstairs, and she's, like, about to open the door or some shit, and then... She leaves to go downstairs and it pans into the next room and there's a fucking pentagram on the floor and a dead family there. Yeah. Presumably but the she family see that, that. Was, no, she doesn't. But we gloss over yeah. it. We got to fucking see that. I thought that was weird because it revealed to the audience yeah. what that there was obviously a cult, right? Yeah. Well, I, I felt like it revealed it a little early. It it did, but like you ah. knew there was something f. Here's the thing, but it, it wasn't going for a surprise factor because it reveals that at a at like kind of a strange time where you're like, oh shit, there's a cult, and before our main character realized it, which to, up to that point we were following Sam, right? Yeah, because yeah, you don't. I thought that was up, kind of strange. Up time. to that point, you don't know if it's like a just a haunted house. You don't know if it's there's a in killer. Her, it could have been in her head completely. Yeah. But see, the but thing like, the thing is too though, when you look at it, I pause it and it was like a good hour. It was like at about an hour in. When we see that, and before that, we see Megan getting shot in the head and her face exploding. That's maybe like 20 minutes before that. By the way, when I saw that, I literally, I'm sitting there and I just go, holy shit. Good point, Joe. I, I guess, I guess at that, that point is when you know something is up. Well, yeah, that's when you know something's like up. You know? Well, when, you don't. When, I mean, when a guy asks for a light, uh, well, first when he shoves his hand through a car window, yeah. then asks for a light, then blows the chick's face up. Yeah, I guess I was, you yeah. should probably question but, that. But I, I mean, to, to, to back that up, though, you don't know necessarily where she is. Exactly. You don't know if he has anything to do with that. Exactly. Exactly. That's true. So, it could have been a rando. There's yeah. something, you know, that's your point where you're like, holy shit, I forgot. I'm in a horror movie. Um, but when they do that reveal, it's it's pretty close to the end, and you would think in in a horror movie called The House of the Devil, we'd see something evil in the house, you know, before, okay. uh, earlier and stuff like that. So I I liked that they did that. You know, there was a big gap between that and what ultimately happened, the climax of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so, so I th- I felt like it was going to be a big twist ending. Yeah. And, and that and it wasn't, and like I was caught off guard, and I wonder if that's just like you know the storytelling these days of horror movies is very dependent upon twists whereas back then i was creeped out just from suspense yeah so one of my one of my favorite things about this movie is just it and this echoes kind of back to well and maybe it does maybe it doesn't maybe it echoes back to like the 70s horror genre where like it's just a slow build so like yeah, this yeah. whole movie like you don't know exactly what's going to happen you don't know what's going on and it's just slow like 
there's no music. There's no, yeah. it's just silent and her in this house. And she's like checking it out. It's creeped out, whatever. <clears throat> and like everything happens in the literally the last 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally the that, last 20 minutes. I of this thought movie. that was fucking And it's rad. like, and like everything just like blows up at the end. And it's, See, it, I, that's what I loved. Before we it. jump into that last scene, I caught myself thinking, man, like there, a lot of time has gone by in this movie and I paused it and I saw how much time I had left. I'm like, there's not a lot of time left. And I realized all I've done is watch her like in her house, in the house, just like looking around and just kind of like being like, woe is me and shit like that. And I don't know why, but the way that they told that, the way that they like have you be a fly on the wall in that situation, they make you invisible in that situation right there. It just, even though, for lack of better words, nothing was happening, it's something I could have just watched. Like, I didn't feel bored. Where a lot of, like, movies now, where we have, quote-unquote, no action, nothing is, nothing's happened. No suspense is building, so you get bored. They insert random people to kill. Yeah, exactly. So So you get bored after, like, two minutes of inactivity, five minutes of inactivity, we're here. You go for a whole like twenty minutes where like nothing is happening in the house. She's just being bored, and suspense is building still. It, it's still building. Yeah, that and, and there's not like you don't hear the wind or this or that. It's just I don't know, dude. They just fucking know how to tell a fucking well, they, horror they story. They do the they do the creep factor well. So yeah. it's, it's it's all that like quote unquote boring watching her just walk around being bored. Yeah, but there's like little things like okay. She hears weird sounds in the in the water bit. pipes. Yeah. She, you know, the whole pizza guy thing was a little weird. Yeah. The uh, she hears like creaking upstairs, like, but it's uh, it's so spread out that it's like f- exactly. it keeps you like, oh, what was See, that? I feel like it's mm-hmm. a little bit more mm-hmm. realistic. Like if yeah. you were in that situation, I feel like I wouldn't have fucking moved from that couch. Yeah. Man. If if you <laughs> no, were in that situation, left that TV on. Yeah. Yeah. She turns it on for like five seconds, and it's like, oh, there's a horror movie, and I can understand it. She doesn't want to watch a horror movie. Change the channel. Yeah. She just turns it off. Yeah. But um, only one channel back then. Oh yeah, <laughs> one channel and one pizza delivery. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pretty sure ESPN was started in the seventies. Just throw on some sports, lady. But um, yeah, dude. Like, I feel like it, in horror movies, in like, I, it's funny to even say now or current horror movies because this is a current horror movie. You know, it was just Good set point. back then. It was supposed to feel like an older horror movie. But um, good point. It's um in most current horror movies, it, it's like the amount of stuff that happens before people start to freak out or that people deal with before they do something about it. It's like if I were in a house and all that shit happened to me, I would have been out of there by now. It's like this is a, lot, a little bit more realistic where you could be sitting in a house and you hear a, a little weird noise and it doesn't have to go on all night. It just has to happen the one time to stay in the back of your head. And the pipes have to rattle just one time to stay in the back of your head and it all culminates, you know. Um, oh man, it's just it, it was great suspense, dude. Um, yeah, it is a very nice slow build. And it, it ties into a... I have a little a little breakdown on, on yeah. two scenes okay, cool. that Evan already touched on. Okay, perfect. Um, that incorporates sound that builds suspense greatly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me define a term first. Okay. And that that term is 
I love this part. I just always feel like I'm in school. That term is diegesis. Okay. It's a fancy word. Dying Jesus? Yes. Diegesis, a.k.a. dying Jesus. Diegesis and diegetic and or non-diegetic all refer to uh, the story of that's happening in the film, the narrative, if you will. So to put this simply, something that is diegetic is something that the character experiences. Something that is non-diegetic is something that the character doesn't experience. Okay. And the most common thing of this is is music, right? Okay. If you have a soundtrack going in the background that the character can't hear, non-diegetic. Yeah. If you sound effects, obviously in the diegesis. It it is very diegetic. It's in the world that the character is experiencing, right? That's a simple simple term, but I think it's very important to look at two scenes in House of the Devil where this is used. And I think it kind of foreshadows yeah. what's going to happen. All right. So the first uh, would be the scene in which Megan, the, the, the blonde best friend, is picking up um, Samantha to take her out to um, the Ullman's house. And Megan is rocking out to whatever song is on the radio. That actually might be the fix at the time. No, no, she listens to the headphones when she. Anyway, she listens to yeah, the fix on the headphones. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. when so she's this dancing is, this around is the before. house. This is in the car. She's listening to the radio. She's rocking out, and then we cut to uh, Samantha walking out of her dorm, and it uh, it's quiet because Samantha doesn't hear the diegetic sound that Megan hears. Because Megan is inside the car, right? So we know that this is things that they are experiencing in the in the, the uh, story world. It's not a soundtrack, right? So you know that Megan is actually listening to the radio. Yeah, yeah. That that makes sense, right? Okay. So in that that where you see that uh, that scene where Sam is isolated from the music and Megan can hear the music. Shortly thereafter, Megan's head is exploded. Mm-hmm. By a man with a lighter, right? The bearded, mm-hmm. the bearded fellow. Then, call a t- fast forward. Call attention to the scene in which uh, Sam is running around the house with her headphones on, listening yeah, to yeah. the fix, and we're treated to her kind of her point of view, where she's running around dancing. We see her. It's not a POV shot. Yeah, yeah. But we hear the music that she's listening to on her headphones, and then it cuts down to the basement where Sam isn't, and the music is gone. And then it cuts back to Sam, and you hear her listening to the music, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you're inside her head. Um, shortly thereafter, Sam is assault, assaulted and almost killed. So I wonder if these two particular scenes where it's very clear that you're listening to diegetic sound and not a soundtrack, mm-hmm. eerie sound soundtrack, if it's foreshadowing that the girls are about to get hurt. Oh man, mm. I didn't even think about that. It's just a simple little thing, but b- right before both of them are tortured and or killed, there there's a scene where s- you can't hear sound, but they can. Yeah. It's a song too. It's an 80s song. It's so maybe listening to the fix means you're about to get fixed. Perhaps. Wait, I'm going to when, Emmett's when fix it the, shop to when fix Sam Emmett. Hear it? So Sam hears it uh, when she's listening to her headphones dancing around the house and knocks over the vase. Right. Shortly thereafter, she goes down. She sees the van. Gotcha. Okay. Right? So it's about, what, 10 minutes before she gets effed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It's also right around the same thing with Megan where on the way to the house, she she's listening to music right. in the, the car, right? 
Yeah, and then later Maybe she gets her head blown off. Simple technique that kind of foreshadows that something's about to happen to them. It could be, dude. Like that, that's pretty observed. That's pretty goddamn observant. It's a it's a very uh, very cool um, way to show diegetic versus non diegetic sound. Fancy, <laughs> fa- fancy uh, film term. Yeah, dude. Thank you for breaking that down. That's. I feel a lot dumber now. I feel smarter because I'm going to remember that diuretic sound. You know, it's diuretic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds that make me shit. <laughs> All right. So, um, I love I love the use of that too. When when people put music in there that you know the characters can actually hear. Yeah. And you, that it seems like natural. Oh yeah, there's naturally a song going on. Like, you almost think that in Rocky when he's like running up the steps, you're like, is he listening to music? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he isn't, and then you're like, oh, that's because Sylvester Stallone wrote this. The song is in <laughs> his heart. That's why. Um, it's true. So speaking of things that are in your heart, let's talk about the evil that is in the heart of the Satanists at the climax of this movie. Um, so it's not evil man, they're just trying to do the Dark Lord's work. That's true. Uh, let's talk about the dark I, beings in in this movie then. What was uh Mr. Ullman's name? Mr. Ullman. But do they ever say his actual first name? No. Ah. In, the, felt, cre- in the credits, he's just he Mr. Ullman. He was a nice guy. He like, looked like a nice guy, right? Even like at the end scene, like I was, I felt bad for him. I was like, he's just trying to, he's just trying listen, to comfort you. Listen, man, he's, I'm just trying to do my man. job. Yeah, I'm just he trying to do my job. Little balls. Um, <laughs> so the you know she eats the pizza. She's running around and shit, and then she um, she goes up to that attic. And she sees the footsteps or hears the footsteps coming and she freaks out and then she, she starts getting all loopy. Gets all like loopy and woozy. And so then there's p- like creepy part where like the door is starting to open and then you see like that little hand. Yeah, out. you the see the claw hand. hand. And then and then she passes out. Yeah. Okay. Cut well, she you. makes it all she makes it all the way downstairs. Though. She makes it down the stairs. Yeah. 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 Commendable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good effort. But I don't know yeah. how she didn't fall on that knife, but yeah. No, she, she put, didn't have the knife she the second time she went up. That, yeah. hmm. She left it on the kitchen. What an idiot. She left it on the pizza because remember she cut yeah. the pizza with it? And she leaves it and goes back upstairs. But then how did she have it later when she got attacked by the beardy guy? Different knife. Different mm. knife, bro. That was the knife used to cut her, her uh, or, uh, uh, elephant Just, man's face yeah. wrist. Yeah. So no, that, that was the knife that she stabbed Ullman with. Yeah, which was the same one. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, where the hell did that come from? No, I'm talking about the okay. knife that she's sliced his throat with the, yeah. the other guy that's yeah. the kitchen knife that oh, is a kitchen yes. knife was it it yeah, was a it long is. kitchen knife it is yeah. anyway okay so we have to continuity get, error. and then she killed the mom with it <gasps> we have to get to get ahead of ourselves first. here guys yeah yeah so smash cut to um smash like cut. a blood red moon like thing and it's oh, like just thumping cool like scene. which drums. by the way scientifically a lunar eclipse does not black out the light of the moon. Yeah, I was just reading that. It makes it red. Yeah. So, oh, okay, perfect. So it, it looks like that, right? Yeah. Because I was thinking about it, I was like, wait, how would you block out the light of the moon if the light of the moon is just the reflection of the sun? Yeah. What passes in front of the moon to black it out? I couldn't get through that. I was like, what? This does not make sense. Anyway. Okay. So do you see that's like pulsing a, like blood red moon? And then a like solar eclipse darkness. is actually when it goes dark. Uh, okay, yes, anyway, yes. Anyways. It goes... Um, and then it goes dark. 
and then you hear the thumping noise again and you start to see flashes of like their faces and like evil and shit like that and then it just fucking opens up and it's just like and you see her tied down in this like cross formation and there's this pentagram on the ground she's like, wearing she's wearing uh like stark white yeah. symbolizing like oh Virgin sacrifice, right? And stuff like that, yeah. And then, like, the music comes up. And like we said, there's, like, almost no music throughout this film, you know. And then we finally get some music, you know. And it's this, like, thematic score of when, um, you know, they're actually going to do this, like, sacrifice, this ritual or whatever the case is. Um, Holy fucking shit. That just comes in like a ton of bricks, dude. That scene, it's so good, but... Man, it sucks. Like, yeah? I would not want to be in there. Like, it's good. I mean, it sucks as in, like, it, it's free. The situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hate. That That would be the worst place you could put me. Oh, give me you. zombies. Do not give me tied up demonic cult people. Yeah, exactly, no dude. Way. Oh, man, that was so fucking ridiculous. And oh. and have that weird faced lady, like, hissing in your in your yeah. grill. Yeah, she's got, like, like she had, like, been, gotten her face slammed against a hot skillet. Yeah. And it has melted yeah. it to like a like it a, like a, a cross between like an alien and <laughs> like a demon. And then, oh, but then Hills have eyes. Like she was straight out of the Hills yeah. Have Eyes. Yeah. yeah. And it was just all yeah, it was just weird looking. I don't know. Oh, let's explain this scene because yes. I just want to mentally get through this. She's tied up on a pentagram. Yes. Ullman and his wife lady have returned. Yes. The mother who has an elephant face is there. Yeah. If it's their mother, yeah. Right. If it's really their Quote mother. Quote mother. And uh, the bearded guy from Amityville Horror, also known as Evan, is there. <laughs> the son. <laughs> right. The son. The son. Yeah. So the whole fam's in. in. Yeah. The whole fam's together. And they're all wearing the satanic robes. That just look like Obi-Wan Kenobi robes. Yes. They're Jedis. Uh, or Siths, I guess, is more appropriate. Yeah. Then they go... Or, or mother goes. She does some sort of weird. Does she do a chant? She she well, either way. She takes oh, she takes some blood and like she takes a garden trowel, slices yes. her own wrist. Yes, and pour, like pours it into this like skull of an animal. It after is a, after like, what is that? A deer or a bi- uh, bison or something? Like she puts a I skull. It was a goat head. Yeah, it was like it was oh, like a goat, goat head skull with, thing with horns like that, and she yeah. she puts like she draws a pentagram on her belly and puts a horn there, and then yeah. pours pours her own blood in it, right? Yeah, and then transfers and the blood from the the goat head to her mouth to her mouth to, to her Sam's it. mouth, yeah. In which she, Sam does not close her mouth. Yeah, yeah. How did I? And I think I I feel like I missed how Sam got out of the bindings. Did she grab the knife and then cut her? No, no, sheer power. I, no, because didn't she hit the old woman? No, thing? Fir- first it's a very quick shot of her just sheer ripping through the rope. Oh, she just rips, or like it, it unties, and oh, that's yeah. and she just shoddy, breaks shoddy out of knots. It. They're not sailors in the <laughs> They're Satanists, not sailors. <laughs> right, right. Don't be confused. <laughs> Both very dirty sailorists. Um, and then that's when she grabs the knife and like frees herself. But she doesn't. She doesn't knife the elephant face lady. No, she actually just. She bitch hits, slaps her. Yeah, right? she, she hits her. Hits yeah, she like slaps her, and, and she's all, yeah, she shrieks. Yeah. 
I was like, what happened? And Does then your face is so did, tender from being melted on I a did, skillet. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's very sensitive. <laughs> it hurts. And then she stabs Olman. I did not get that until later when they're in the cemetery and he's got a knife. I was like, when did that oh, happen? Oh, no, you didn't see when he walks out of the house and he pulls it out and blood's just squirting no, out yeah, of his body. That's when I was like, wait, when did he get stabbed? Yeah, and no, then she I stabs thought, him real quick. I thought like uh, the wife stabbed him or something. Her mom was like, F you, get her. <laughs> get her. Go on, get <laughs> This will motivate like, oh, you. I was like, oh, Sam must have done what? that. And that's why he didn't chase after her immediately is because he was fucking stabbed. Yeah. Okay. In the this, this, in with this the garden scene, trowel. In this scene, though, we see one of my favorite things that I see in movies. And when I say favorite, I guess that clues you in that I'm kind of a fucked up person. We see a thumb go through an eye. Oh, yeah. I mm. fucking love it when people do that in movies because I'm just like. Or wrestling. I love it because wrestling. I would actually do that in a fight. Watch it. Dude, I'm watch just. Watch out. Don't yeah. fight <laughs> Watch it. Watch out. Um. My I feel like you should just eye. have a shirt that says, watch it, watch out, my thumb in your eye. <laughs> um, thumb in your you eye lit- in the back. You yeah. literally would be watching it go in your eye. You know? yeah. <laughs> and then you'd be watching outside of yeah. it. There you go. That's, a good, um, that's a good chase scene, though. The bearded guy gets after her yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. She yeah. somehow discovers the knife that she previously well, lost. He doesn't give a rip about no, her, no, so he just shoots her in the shoulder. She runs, <laughs> yeah. That's where it was. She runs downstairs again, and that's where she grabs the knife from atop the pizza box. No, I don't I'm think she makes out. it all the way no, down. She doesn't make it all the way down. She makes it no. down, and then she she's about to. She's trying to make a break for it, and she sees him, and instead of going for the door, oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. goes back upstairs. You're right, you're right. Oh yeah, yeah. That's where she should be running out the door. And that's exactly. where you find out upstairs. that the upstairs and the downstairs connect because yeah, right. he goes up that other way. Exactly. But yeah. um, so anyway, she she digs his fucking eye out with a fucking thumb. Um, here's what kind of I was like, you know, you don't really see this at least. Then, in then a he lot shoots of, her in the shoulder. As you say, you don't see this in a lot of horror movies, especially like this. Like you don't see guns a lot, and when you do see them, you don't really see them as being done anything besides like a, a kill shot. Or like something that's like um, somebody gets stripped of having a gun, exactly, way. or a good guy, quote unquote, using a gun. But here you have the bad guy, Zach Galifianakis, aka Kevin, uh, Kevin, uh, Evan Braun, Kevin Braun, Kevin Braun, Evan Bun, shoots her. He he no just straight up shoots barred. her. Well, he he holds up the gun, and you're thinking, oh, it's gonna be this part where they're like, wait, no, uh, it's all tense. Just holds up the gun one second and then shoots her straight up. And I'm just like, holy shit. He's just fucking kill her. He's just, just kill her. And then he walks right within striking distance of her and her giant kitchen knife. Yeah. How did exactly. he not, not see that she had that giant knife? It's huge. <laughs> oh, I guess he only had one eye, but. <laughs> uh, there you go. See, right. we're talking our way through this. But but then. She straight up slices him One of throat. the most. This one they did not explain earlier with a previous scene. But in one of the most retarded moves ever, she slices uh, Kevin Braun's throat. <laughs> yeah. The, the bearded son. Yeah. She slices his throat, right? From a distance. Sweet move. Then he falls down, crumpled, dead. Yeah. Then she runs she, upstairs or downstairs? Downstairs, she, right? Yeah. She d- runs to the cemetery. Mm-hmm. So she runs downstairs. No, she goes yeah, down to the basement next. She's trying. She she's making her way somewhere, but mother the, the or Mrs. Omen's there. Oh, Find yeah. Right, right. That's in the But let's basement. talk about this. She slices his throat. She runs right over the top of the gun. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't take... No, doesn't she take No, the she gun? goes back oh. later and gets it. In a, in a later scene where she happens to see it, she gets it. Oh, okay. But why, after killing the guy with the gun, would you not take yeah. his gun? I mean, she's frantic. She I just got understand. shot herself. She might have, be having a Batman moment, oh. like, like, no guns, you know, or something like that. Yeah, then she goes down to the 
basement? That's what I, re- I it doesn't like thinking about it right now. It doesn't seem. I'd have to watch it right yeah, now. Yeah, but I was reading about it, and it says that that scene was in the basement. The next scene with the mother, she she's gets, in the she basement tr- looking up at the the moon, which is supposed to be black in yeah. some sort of. But you see false light scientific everywhere. Logic, but yet there's light everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, she you know she fucking that was like the, her in the back. I feel like that was the most pointless scene. And mom like that, takes her wig and off, and she just like, oh. stabs her, and it's I over. I think it was just to kill the mom. That, or, or <coughs> no, the mom said <coughs> something to her along the to lines. To kill Mrs. Of, uh, she called her a bitch. The mom called her a bitch. Yeah, yeah. but it, it was just the whole like you got to kill everyone sort of thing. So let's kill them all. Um, there was but, some sort of dialogue that uh, the the black haired wife lady says to uh, Sam, and I can't remember, but it was something along the lines of like, oh, you know. You can't stop this thing or something like that. Yeah, you can't stop us or something like that. Anyways, but she ends up making it down to the cemetery. She's covered in blood. Yeah, she they cut. She runs down to the cemetery that you had seen earlier when Megan yeah. and Sam had driven up there, mm-hmm. and they pause on the cemetery for an absurdly long amount of time. Yeah, the camera. Well, goes. and then she goes back to the cemetery to have a cigarette, and that's where she gets her head blown out and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> Megan. But anyways. Um, <coughs> She makes it down there, and that's where Mr. Omen's like, wait, Sam, please don't run. He's just like, I'm just trying to do my job. Come on, Satan's going to have my ass for this. Um, <laughs> he's like, still so nice. He's still like, just a nice guy. He's just, an, he's just being a nice guy. He's, you know, who says Satanists aren't nice folk? Um, so <coughs> that's where, you know, they're kind of having their thing, and she's like, I'll just kill you. He's like, fine, kill me. It's already done. I'm just a messenger. I'm just a messenger. And he's like, kill me. It's already done. You know, and like he's chosen you and stuff like that. Mind you, you, uh, oh, never mind. I might be spoiling something. Spoiling what? We're at the end. Spoil it, bro. We're going to talk about it. Well, no, it. They, yeah. they just, I don't know if, I mean, they kind of alluded to it and up, up till now in the movie, but you get the idea that like, obviously she's chosen, but yeah. she's carrying something. Yeah. Well, they say that. The mom says, like, you're carrying, you know, uh, I couldn't make out exactly what she said, but I made out where she said you're carrying or you have something inside of you. Oh, I thought she just said you can't stop this thing. Yeah. From growing or something. And and I was like, oh, by this thing, she means the ritual. But she doesn't. She means the satanic baby Baby. that has been deposited inside her stomach. Maybe this is just a prequel to Rosemary's Baby. Goat Skull. No, what? Goat Skull is the name the, of the baby. The baby was deposited via Goat Skull. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Did you see that one scene though, when they they look <laughs> down at her her belly and it's all like you see the veins all in her yeah, stomach, yeah, yeah, all yeah. black yeah. and stuff. It's fucking crazy. This, this leads me to the big question mark of this. Yes. Movie. So, uh, Olman's down there. He's saying, "Don't do it." You know, blah blah blah. You already have the 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 Satan kid inside yeah. of you. Yeah, and they're just like, "Fine, just kill me." Yeah, and she's kind of like, ow, oh, what? And she hears the voices, and he says, like, you can't stop the voices. Just listen to them. Yeah, because she keeps seeing fucking mother, like, in right. her head, be like, ah. Oh, yeah. And, and so. It's fucking creepy, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's very creepy. It's very, like, exorcist-esque, but, yeah. Yeah. like, Haunted. times 10. Mm-hmm. Like, they just kept showing it. Right. Instead of just, like, two flashes. And it's freaking scary. Yeah. But let me get the, let me walk through this. Let me see if you guys agree, because I'm having trouble understanding it. So. He says you can't stop it. Like, listen to the voices. The voices in her head is the voice of the demonic baby. No, I think the the voice because you can kind of hear when he says that you can hear something in the distance. I think it's just like just 
demons like calling out to her because she's getting, she's carrying the Satan's yeah, like, general like, demon. So like, it's not. Resi- I, I figured it was resist. either the the Satan baby or mother. No, I think I think it was the just voices like, in her or head. like souls, like de- tormented souls. So like, we thinking it's just a general demonic force, evil shit. Yeah, she's got evil shit in her okay, head. See, I was like, is it the baby or is it mother? Yeah, no, but think- then, but then, she doesn't shoot Olman. She shoots herself. Yeah, she's just like yeah. she she puts a gun to her head, and smart. he's like, wait, no, 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 no. And Very she's smart. Just, she's just fucking offs it's, herself. It's her moment of clarity after all these bad decisions. Yeah, she's just like, oh fuck this motherfucker, and then just shoots herself in the head. But then cut to oh. cut to the hospital. Yes. So the hospital, I'm like, okay, we're gonna see her like you know in a body bag or something. You know, no, I wanted it to end there. It didn't. It goes to the hospital. She is alive. Yeah, she's on life support or something. And she is with child. Yeah, well, that's the thing. At first, you're like, okay, they're going to show her, like, in the fucking body bag. They're going to show her the mortuary part of it, you know. And um, the nurse goes, and you see the nurse tending to her. You're like, oh, fuck, she's still alive. And then she says, don't worry, you'll be fine. Both of you and taps her confirming stomach, confirming that there's a baby, right? Exactly, and I'm just like, that ending was so fucking devastating for me. I was just like, just fucking let her die, but just let her and Satan baby die. The key. I hope she just wakes up and has an abortion. Yeah, why not? Maybe <laughs> she if, won't. Maybe the what, voices will talk her out of it. What yeah. if the baby is born while she's in a coma? Let's let's let me talk about this linking factor though. Yeah. Because right before they cut to the hospital, there's a voiceover of a news reporter yes. saying that, I think I wrote it down here, uh, that the He's moon left the shadow faster than believed scientifically possible. Right. Yes. And this happens directly after Sam shoots herself. Yes. So then I, is the lunar eclipse tied to the devil? Obvious, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was so. Whole... Is is Sam saved? She is not dead because the lunar eclipse sped up and kept her alive somehow, or is the baby not dead because the lunar eclipse no, sped I, up? What I think it was is I think the lunar eclipse was like the that was like like they the were waiting for the lunar eclipse to perform the sacrifice yeah. or whatever, and so because <laughs> but, was, but when you think about it, it wasn't a sacrifice. It was but an no, impregnation. No, no, no. But, yeah. Right, but that's what I mean, like the ritual or whatever. Yeah. So so that is why it was so dire to get a babysitter. Yes. Right? Because right. they had because the eclipse was happening that night, they had to impregnate somebody with yes. the devil. Yeah, within that, that period night. of time. So why did the moon or the why did the lunar eclipse speed up? Because so, I th- what I think is because it was ruined. And so if, let, let's say, for instance, the lunar eclipse was controlled by the devil or whatever, and that was like... Well, yeah, that, that's, he's that's looking at me and gesturing at me when he says that. So he's like, let's say the lunar eclipse was controlled by Chewie here, because he is no, Satan. the devil. <laughs> um, well, that is the implication. Right. Yeah. And so the reason it like just bailed, essentially, and just wasn't a lunar eclipse anymore was because like the plan didn't work out or something. So they thought. Yeah, I, I was having a little bit of a hard time with that because I'm like, okay, I can't yeah. wrap my head around it. Because if it was just a window of opportunity, then it shouldn't have been altered. If unless it was just like linked literally to her, and like it has to be done a certain night or whatever, it's like in this time period, and then by her quote unquote killing herself by shooting herself like that, maybe she did kind of flatline for a second, 
and or you know when she pulled that trigger it was like boom done and then she was kind of like revived or something like that you know they, they're not clear as to how she got I saved like, i don't know what happened okay. to ullman here's 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 what i think really that it's supposed to okay, be okay let's hear it because it's so stressed that that night is so important right that they, that Olman says, you know, it's so important, so important. Need a babysitter. Don't go anywhere. Pay four hundred dollars, whatever. You, uh, you know, I'll blow you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> that he'll blow. They her. had to impregnate a sacrificial virgin. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing quotes in the air. Um, although it is assumed because earlier Olman says, "Oh, I bet the boys get after you," and she's like, "Yeah, not really." Yeah. Right. yeah so it's almost true. leading up Mrs. to the, oh, Mrs. maybe Ullman. she is a virgin. Yeah. But Where means, Mrs. Ullman looked like she was going to lick Sam's face. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was just like, it's I Mrs. Lick you. Right. Yeah. yeah. But so I think they had to get it done. And when Sam shoots herself, the lunar eclipse speeds up to complete the process of the devil's baby <gasps> being alive. Oh, you're seeing And, that's, we, and you're so smart. Unluckily. Or, or maybe because, oh, not, uh, epiphany. I was thinking maybe Sam's just a bad shot, and that was fortuitous. But maybe because the process is completed by the lunar like eclipse the speeding up. The baby kept her alive. The baby keeps her alive. Holy shit! Oh. That's why she's alive. Because it looks like almost she loses an eye, like the whole like yeah. right side of her face is like bruised and scarred. Yeah. And obviously, because a bullet came out of yeah. it. That's fucking awesome. So fucking. I want to know. I want to know if they're gonna like. I wonder if they're gonna do a sequel to this at all. Uh, they don't need to, dude. Like I, I, as it is, it's already so fucking devastating. The only way they could do a sequel to this is like, fucking House of the Devil Two: The Hunt for Sam's Baby, and it's like they assemble a the team. Hunt for Red October. Yeah, exactly. They they send they send in a team of like former like Green Berets, like we've got to kill that baby, Satan baby, and it's like they gotta hunt it and shit. That's the only way they could like do a sequel to that. Yeah. I feel like the way it just ends, it's so dire and just like fuck. It's everything is hopeless, no matter what. Like oh, you did the right thing by killing yourself. Too fucking late. Satan Satan made baby. There you go. It, yeah, and Ullman could be alive. Although I assume that they, you, know, you don't really, well, they one, it doesn't him. matter what happens to him. Because yeah. that's not the point. Who called the but police? Nobody did, right? Well, they had to have because she's in the hospital. Called <coughs> Ull- a, uh, Ullman could have dropped her off at the hospital. The Someone baby. could have heard yeah. the gunshot. Because he'd want the baby saved, right? So he could have dropped her off and or. Well, that's what my other question is, is like now. Called the gun. Is she actually in a hospital or is she in like a. Uh, in cahoots hospital is she in the pizza joint <laughs> <laughs> someone could have heard of the gunshot you it's kind of like have you guys seen rosemary babies yeah, a long time ago but i have a feeling i'm gonna watch oh, it again soon yeah, we gotta do that movie yeah. but like that's kind of like how that is in that movie too where like yeah. like there's a there's so many people involved yeah, yeah. that you would never even well, think and that's the thing there was that part of me that when, when i'm watching that i'm like is that nurse like in cahoots? You know, is is that like one of the cult members or something like that? You know, um, we don't fucking know, and that's what I fucking love about this ending. How did she get there? Is that person a legitimate nurse, or is that like someone that's like in on the plan too? You know, we don't really fucking know. And then it the way it fucking ends with the credits just coming on directly over the scene of her in the bed. Like yeah. it doesn't freeze cut to frame. black. It's just yeah. freeze frames. And like you have that, it's fucking amazing. And the music comes in again. Ah, yep. oh, that music, dude. I'm yep. going to go fucking broke because of this show. Like just because some of these soundtracks are so awesome that I just go and I buy them very, afterwards. Very creepy that one. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking. Roman must've called the cops. 
Yeah. He had to, to give someone because yeah. he wanted the baby scene, right? Because he freaks out when she shoots herself. So he's like, "Oh yeah." He been like, "My granddaughter killed herself." But the My question daughter. is, does Olman die from that stab? He must, right? Maybe he might. He might call the cops or something, and then like kill himself. Yeah, like you know, to be like, or just like go off and die in his sweet house. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that was a sweet house. Oh, so fucking sweet. I oh, wish I had a house so of that. Sweet. You guys have favorite lines from this movie? So killer lines. We try to do killer lines on movies and horror movies. Um, there wasn't a whole lot in here, dude. <laughs> um, what, what was yours? I got. We already mentioned it, but yeah. I gotta say, my favorite line was early on in the pizza joint. Megan and uh, yeah. uh, Sam are there. Hey, it doesn't matter. This guy. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter um, about the babysitting gig. Yeah. I mean, after all, who knows. The kid could be from hell. Yeah, there you go. That was one. Bazinga. Uh, oh, don't say that ever again on this show, my friend. That's just uh, Bazinga. That's exactly, that tells you the whole story. That should be the tagline. Right? There, the kid could there be you from go. Hell. What was the tagline, Evan? You were it looking was, at the um, Talk on the phone, finish your homework, watch TV. I think my killer line for this would be anytime they talked about the fucking eclipse. Or or the entire pizza conversation. Yeah. Yeah. This, this pizza's that was, nasty. That's my favorite part, yeah. This pizza's no, no, nasty. The, the, on the, on the, when she was on the phone with the pizza guy. Oh, yeah. That was the best. There was a, Actually, it was kind of unsung how much uh, phone dialogue happened in this yeah. movie. Well, I was going to say, they, Jocelyn did a really good job at um, having you invest in her character and just, for, for lack of better words, acting without dialogue. Because for the majority of the movie, she's just in her own head. And she's not really talking, but they still, I don't know, she does a great job of expressing emotion without having to say anything. Um, But yeah, you know, because of that, there weren't too many spoken lines. I think you guys kind of really took the good ones. Um, Other than that, though, we kind of like to talk about... Maybe Ullman saying, order pizza seven times. Yeah, order pizza. College kids love pizza. Did I say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of uh, in the Big Lebowski where uh, uh, Jennifer uh, Julianne Moore is always like, "Go see my doctor, Jeffrey. He's a good doctor <laughs> and thorough." She's it like ten times. Yeah. Um, Order so, the pizza, Samantha. It's good pizza. It's good pizza. It's and thorough. <laughs> what is thorough pizza? What does that mean? It's drugged. Ah, okay. There you go. Um, so. We like to talk about, uh, in the past, we've done, like, ratings for the movies, but I think the most effective thing is, you know, we kind of set out to prove something. Like we talked about in the beginning of the, mo- of the podcast, we talked about, you know, does this movie further the cause of horror movies, or does it work against it? Does it make it the bastard child of uh, the film industry, or is it, in fact, you know, a valid movie? Does it does it establish it as a valid and an important genre so let's start uh with you evan like what what did you think um i feel like this movie did a in my opinion a very good job in proving that you know horror is still something that like we should fight for um i think it just included a lot of the, the great elements i mean it was shot well it looked good it wasn't like over the top gory slasher type, you know, um, it had good build. It had a good, you know, uh, uh, 
I guess ending or whatever, whatever you want to say it. Um, what would you call that? Like, I guess like climax climax. There you go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so everything about this movie, I, I just really enjoyed. I mean, for especially for being like, I guess quote unquote B horror movie. Cause it wasn't really huge and yeah. it wasn't in theaters independent. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think it did awesome. I mean, it's better than a lot of the big budget horror movies that are out there now, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, I don't also, I'm not like a, you know, torture fiend and gore. Like, I don't love, I mean, that stuff's cool sometimes, but. I believe, I believe it's been termed uh, torture porn. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I hate that crap. (laughs) It's just like, to me, it's just, it's lazy. It's like, this actually was thought out and it was well-written like you, like James was saying. And it like, I don't know. I just, it embodied a lot of cool characteristics of horror and was done well. I got to say, if you're thinking about do horror movies, you know, fit in well with classic Hollywood cinema, you know, are they a staple? Obviously, they're a part of history, but should they be? This movie answers a resounding yes. It is brilliant beyond horror movies we've seen in the past decade or so. It is so well thought out. The script is brilliant. Uh, You know, it's taken back to the 80s brilliant setting it sets the tone it establishes so many things early on in little scenes that you don't notice and it explains away so much brilliant writing the directing pretty dang good uh it is suspenseful throughout with only three deaths happening in a horror movie right if you're doing a death count but yeah. it, it is masterfully made and i'd love to see other ty west stuff i'm sad that he hasn't done any other th- anything else that has like crazy acclaim on here but yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. Def, it definitely broadens the scope of excellent horror movies cool yeah um ty west's uh, as it says a critically acclaimed horror movie um it, it's kind of a bummer on netflix it had like three stars or whatever and i'm watching it like i said when when i'm an hour into this movie realizing that there's been one death and it just kind of happened quick it was a throwaway death and and there wasn't a whole lot of stuff actually like happening uh for lack of better words you know it's just kind of her being by herself and being bored but i'm still interested by that they're doing something right um i think this furthers the cause of horror movies in the horror genre i fucking loved this movie i mean can we sit here and say you know some people say oh it wasn't perfect there was this and that and that yes it was not perfect you're never gonna have a hundred percent flawless movie but the the pacing of this movie alone like just the writing is brilliant and then the pace is so good exactly exactly it's just dude it all yeah, well, I think that I think the isolation point of it is what creeps you out the most. I mean, exactly. the fact that she's in a house by herself and there's no sound and there's no like, or sorry, like no music or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, like that is gonna creep people out well, no matter what. Uh, something that I, I thought was interesting, being that you mentioned the music thing, I recently spoke with, uh, you know, Scott, uh, with our with our buddy Scott from um, a while ago. Um, he he's. Uh, composite music composition major and all that sort of stuff super smart guy but we had a conversation with some a little while ago about the importance of music and the impact of music in uh our world today and you know he is very much in the mindset that even though he's a composition major music is his life he he doesn't really listen to music he only selectively does that and that's because 
he says, you know, music is everywhere. When was the last time you went? What, what, when can you remember, like, not having music? Like, how, what was the longest stretch of time you can remember not having music at all? You know, and we think about it, you know, your ringtone goes off on your phone or a commercial has a song in it or in the background of a TV show. When you're walking around a mall, there's music playing. So it's just always there. So he says, we kind of get desensitized as to the importance of music. It has a, a, a lesser impact. But by watching a movie where it's spread out, you know, we did hear music, through, you know, in the hour and a half or so that the movie was. But it wasn't like other movies where there's music the whole time playing. You know, it's in selective parts, and that's what really builds that suspense, you know, and the music they chose to use for that. But I fucking love this movie. You go out and you watch it, you know, it's quickly become one of my top, like, horror movies. I'm bummed out that it didn't, you know, get a little bit more mainstream for it. But I also understand why it didn't. Because it wasn't, like Evan was saying, torture porn. Because it wasn't... Dude, I also realized, I, I like to do the titty count in these movies. You know how many titties are in this movie? Zero. Zero. Zero fucking titties. In this, in this like old school style horror movie where you have two college girls and a ritualistic sacrifice you type of thing. You almost think you're going to see some when she goes into her dorm room and she exactly. hears her, her roommate banging, but nope. You think you're going to see some there. You think you're going to see some... <coughs> <clears throat> you definitely get think gonna see some with Megan, but uh, no, you know. And then you know, okay. Then it comes the time where she's like tied up to the pentagram. Nope, no nope. titties there either. Classy. A little dude. bit of a little bit of a crotch shot, but she's wearing underwear. She's wearing some underwear though. Yeah. You know, it's, it's classy yeah. right there. So, anyways, go out and watch uh, watch the House of the Devil, oh, Ty West for sure. Yeah, definitely. I Netflix feel like I, it. I, I feel good. I feel like I've won. Something. Yeah, I dude. No, a fucking awesome pick. Well, I mean, what was the, the last suggestion that I made? Where I was like, how about this? Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd buy Leprechaun. Oh, yeah, of course you would. <laughs> I'd also buy House of the Devil. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyways. I would not buy Maniac. <laughs> uh, the, dude, the soundtrack for Maniac, though, I went out and bought that. The soundtrack for Maniac was yeah. pretty damn good. You mean good. the soundtrack from Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. Dude, it, was, <laughs> it was fucking good, dude. Anyways. So, um, I will definitely be putting up the soundtrack as well. But yeah. let's talk about that. So, next time, we're going to have watched a movie and then also talk about that movie some more. We want you to follow along with us. So, uh, we need to tell you which movie we're going to do. Um, we kind of did this a little unanimously, unless, uh, but, but we'll let uh, James, because he has a silky smooth voice, announce this. So, what movie are we doing for next time? Uh, I believe we chose the 1970s uh, hit, The Last House on the Left. Yes, we do. Dun, 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 dun. The Last House on the Left, the original version. Not yeah. the remake, right. right. Not the remake. Because that'd be weird if a remake was in 1978. Yeah, that'd be an old movie. 72? 74? The 1970s. Yeah. <laughs> Last House on the Left. I will say, I haven't seen the remake, and the remake is... <coughs> I like the remake. At least, maybe some people didn't. But well, I'm, I, I I'm, haven't seen. I'm curious either, to see the new one, either version of it. So old, I'm st I'm stoked to see this finally. You know, horror movie classic. So if it's anything like the the new one, or the remake, the remake was kind of gnarly. But hopefully, the original is uh, yeah. is too. All right, man. So 
thanks for joining us for another uh, terrible, frightful episode here of Eyes in the Dark. Once again, I'm Chewy here with Evan and James. We are the Unholy Trinity, and we like to always remind you guys of something going out here. And in this case, I would say, you know what, man? If that pizza tastes nasty, don't keep eating it. Just don't eat the nasty pizza. That's a bad sign. Do not do it. Do not do it. We'll also, also your your horrific news of the week. They're remaking Point Break. Oh yeah. Oh man. All right. Oh no. So we'll we'll, we'll see you guys next time. Don't don't go dying on us. There we go. Dumb, dumb, dumb.